0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you've already blessed us with this day. The Sunday school hour and a chance to get into your word. And now another opportunity to open your word and to study. Help us as we do that to understand it and apply it in the right way. Draw close to you, build our faith and trust in you and in your word. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. The title of this one is Forgive Yourself. We know and there's a lot of teaching in here about forgiving others but we also got to know we have to forgive ourselves. Because if we don't forgive ourselves, we are miserable. We allow ourselves, as well as Satan, beat us up with our failings. Where we stumble or where we have something in our past, we keep bringing it up and reminding ourselves about what we once did, or somebody else will do that by the power of Satan. They come at you, as Those accusations of your past and saying, oh, I know what you used to do this, you used to do that, now you're saying you're a Christian. Ain't no way you could ever be a Christian if you did this or you did that. And now look at you all high and fluting and judgmental and they like to cut you down because they are under conviction themselves and they know they need to get saved. So they try to cut you down. They try to condemn you for something you have done in your past or something you may even be doing now that you shouldn't be doing. But we truly know That there is forgiveness. He tells us over and over in his word. He can forgive us. And he washes us clean. And when he washes us clean. That's gone. It's clean gone. David. King David. He had been blessed with so much. Lifted up in power. As the king. Of Israel. The united king. Of Israel the kingdoms of the United Kingdoms at that time, the Twelve Kingdoms. He was ruling all that. And he got kind of lazy. And he was hanging out at the palace and he was looking where he shouldn't have been looking, down in somebody else's house and saw a young lady bathing out on her rooftop. But his was higher so he could look down on her, had a lustful desire for her, and sent for her, and laid with her. Got her pregnant, and she had a kid. And then that kid winds up dying, and he was miserable. And he wrote Psalm 51. Where it reads, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, which is what we all need to do when we sin. Turn to the Lord. Ask for it to be blotted out. Ask for it to be washed away. And he will wash it away. As he says, Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. It's ever before us. We've got to acknowledge it. Remember it, yes, but forgive yourself. Get rid of it. Because when the Lord forgives you, He won't bring it back up against you anymore. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear When thou judgest, behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part that thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Whiter than snow. When he cleans us, he cleans us right. It's gone. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide my face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. That's an important one there. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Many have gotten so depressed, so upset with themselves because they have failed, that they become no more effective as Christians. They don't have that joy. They don't have that Glimmer of light when others look at them. So others are not drawn to them. Others do not want to be like that because that person's miserable. Look at that person going around. They are totally miserable because they are so overwhelmed with the shame of their sin that they become ineffective. But we need to know that we can have that restored. We can have restoration. We can be brought back to a Joy-filled existence. We can be filled with the joyfulness of God, not our own, but the joyfulness of Him. That is far greater than what we could ever come up with in our own. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Not my salvation, but thy. Recognize where salvation comes from, from the Lord. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. See, when you have that overwhelming influence of the Holy Ghost and that joyfulness in you, it shines to others. And then you can communicate that to others as well. You can, as he tells us, teach others the way to the Lord so they can be filled with that joyfulness. So they can have that peace of mind of knowing that they're forgiven. Deliver me from blood guiltiness. Blood guiltiness because he had actually put into play things that resulted in the husband of Bathsheba being killed in the line of duty out there in a battlefield. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Testifying, letting folks know that I was once miserable, but now I'm happy. O Lord, open Thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth Thy praise. Read 15 again there. O Lord, open Thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth Thy praise. When we acknowledge what we have, then we can turn around and share it with others. We can praise the Lord for His forgiveness. We can praise the Lord. And we got to know that we're not alone in this situation of needing forgiveness because as it says in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So everybody's come short. So everybody's starting out the same. Filthy sinners that need to be cleansed. In verse Jimmy in Romans 5 verse 8 but God commendeth his love toward us that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. That's how much God loves us. That He wants to cleanse us. He wants to cleanse us completely of those sins. And wipe them away. Move them as far as the east is from the west, it says. Gone completely. As He tells us this love over in John 3.16. We know this verse so well. We memorize this verse. It's an awesome verse. It's for God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him sh- should not perish, but have everlasting life. Should not believe him, trust him, accept him, live in him. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He doesn't want to condemn us. He wants to save us. He wants to wash us. He wants to wash us clean. He wants us to be able to have a God glorifying life. He wants us to have an existence with him for eternity to look forward to. That's his plan, that's his desire. He loves us, he cares for us, he looks after us, he knows everything about us, he sees us constantly everywhere we go. In Matthew chapter ten, verse twenty nine through thirty-three speaks of how much detail he even knows about us. A parable that the Lord's teaching the disciples here reads are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? The Lord knows everything is going on, everywhere, all the time. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. He knows how many hairs you got, or how many you used to have and don't have anymore. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. We need to share that experience with others. We need to let people know how wondrous it is what the Lord has done for us. We need to truly ask for forgiveness, yes. Over and over we need to be asking for forgiveness. As it says over there in a small epistle, of 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from some of your righteousness, some of your sins, some of your unrighteousness? No. It says, from all unrighteousness. All of it, not just some of it. Let's read it again. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There are things that are done to Christians, there are things that are done to pastors that show that people do not believe this statement, that all your sins can be forgiven. They hold preachers back from being able to become pastors because of something they've done in their past. Oh, you don't qualify. Oh, why? Because you haven't got forgiveness? They don't forgive you for something you may have done, so therefore they look down on some people as being second-class Christians who cannot qualify for this position or that position because something that happened in their past of that particular person. They are denying the power of Jesus Christ. They are denying blood or to say they're denying the power of the blood to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and then a little reminder there if we say that we have not sinned we make him a liar and his word is not in us reminding us that we've all been a bunch of filthy sinners at one time but there is forgiveness there is opportunity to be cleansed completely washed away completely, as it says over in Psalm 103. If you will, turn over there. This is another Psalm of David, written a little later than the previous one. In Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. He's lifted up now. He's feeling better now when he's writing this one. And he's praising the Lord. He's blessing the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. He doesn't just forgive you some of them. He forgives you all of them. They're gone. Don't let anybody or don't let Satan... And don't let yourself bring it up and beat you up with it. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed, He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He will give us an attitude adjustment. We can upset him, make him mad, and yes, he will give us some chastisement. He will let us know, but he won't stay angry with us. He hath not dealt with us after our sins. Because if He had, we would all be in a lake of fire right now. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west. They're gone. Thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. Taken away completely. Forever. Gone. Because when the blood of Jesus Christ washes you clean, you're whiter than snow, as He said earlier. You are clean. Don't let anybody bring it up against you and don't let yourself bring it up against you. Verse 13, Like as a father... Pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and a place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him." and His righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep His covenant, and to those that remember His commandments to do them. And ask to love God with all your existence and love others as yourself. You do that, you're going to be following the commandments because they all fall right under those two. The Lord hath prepared His throne in the heavens, and His kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, and excel in strength that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And as he said there, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. And that is gone. Wiped away, clean, completely gone. We can take confidence in that. We can have assurance of our salvation because of that. We know that He loves us. We know He He looks after us. He shows us that mercy. And over in 1 Peter, in chapter 5, we can see some verses here that will help us understand what we are facing out there. The adversary that we are facing, we are facing Satan and those that are following Satan, those that are listening to Satan. In First Peter chapter five, pick it up in verse six. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, and He that He may exalt you in due time. See, when we humbly come to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, and then know that we are weak and need His strength. Then he can give us that strength and make us powerful. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. All our care, that's all of our concerns. No matter what's going on, lift it up and give it to the Lord, no matter how small or how big the problem is. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for somebody to devour. This roaring that he's talking about is roaring accusations against a Christian so that they back off. So that they submit to their lustful desires. So that they become worldly again. That's the roaring lion that is speaking of here. He's out there roaring at the Christians. He's not roaring at the sinners out there. He's already got them. But he's roaring at the lion with false accusations, with even truthful accusations that hurt you and beat you down. But deny those. Deny him. Resist him. Reject him. And he'll flee from you. Take it to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. And he'll take care of it. We've got to know that that's available to us. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Resist him, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. It's not just you that's going through this. We are all going through this. Daily the devil comes at you with some kind of accusation, some kind of stumbling block, some kind of affliction, some kind of detour, challenge, obstacle to make you change your path, to get off of the straight and narrow, to doubt yourself, to doubt your faith, to doubt your salvation even. Verse 10, But the God of grace... Who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus? After that he hath, ye, that after ye have suffered, no, we are going to suffer, but as he says, a while, not forever, just temporarily. While we're in this physical body, we'll go through that tug of war like we've studied about before. Paul going through that tug of war, wanting to do the things, and then you don't wind up doing the things you wanted to do. Not wanting to do other things, but yet he winds up doing the things he shouldn't be doing. That tug of war we all face in the flesh and the spirit. We'll be suffering that for a while. Let's read 10 again. But the God of all grace, who hath called us into His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Perfect means fully furnished with everything that you need. Established. That means you are settled. You are solid. You are standing firm. And strengthen you. That strength that come from Jesus Christ. That's the strength that we need to hang on to. In verse 11, To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Always acknowledging that that comes from the Lord. That that grace, that mercy that He can pour upon us. That forgiveness that He can give us. As we were reading about over there in the small epistle of John. In chapter 2, my little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. We've been given this over and over and over, and we read these verses here over and over because this is something daily we need to address. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So he's constantly pleading our case, so we need to constantly be in connection with him. And He is the propitiation for our sins, and not ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. So, we need to do, back up there in chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Therefore, you mess up, you take it to the Lord. You get it taken care of. You ask for forgiveness. And you ask for forgiveness and know that you can have that confidence of your salvation. And we have this record, we have the the King James Version, we have the original writings, we have the Dead Sea Scrolls, we have other translations that you can still find some of the truth of God in these translations and know that when you study the Word of God you pray and you listen to the Holy Ghost, you can receive the information that you need to receive when you fully and totally trust Jesus Christ. And then you can, as it says in 1 John Chapter 5, verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God, which is Jesus Christ. When you can truly believe in Him, when you can truly trust in Him, and truly know that His blood has the capability of washing you clean, white as snow, and remove all of those transgressions from you, as far as the east is from the west, and know that that devil is roaring at you, trying to bring up those things against you, trying to keep you down, trying to make you ineffective. But as he says in James chapter 4, verse 7, "...submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you." Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Double-minded, back and forth. Well, am I a Christian, am I not a Christian? Did I get forgiveness, did I not get forgiveness? Do I have a home in heaven, do I not? I hope I do, I hope I do. Do you hope you do as you are confident that you do? Or do you hope you do because you wish you do? Use hope in the right way. When you're using hope in the right way, you are confident that you have salvation. You are confident, and you can be confident, when you totally submit yourselves to the Lord. Read that again, verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Take it to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. Don't let that roaring lion come back up against you again, because we know He's doing that. He's doing that over and over. Let's read that one again. First Peter chapter five, verse eight. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast into faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. It's not just you, everybody's going through it. We can totally trust in the Lord. When we turn to him, we get washed in his blood, those sins are moved away as far as the east is from the west. We can have that full joyfulness. We can have that confidence in knowing we have salvation. We can have that peace that passeth all understanding. And we know that the Comforter can come into us as He was teaching the disciples over in John chapter 14, and verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in My name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. See, He's the ultimate teacher. He's the best one to be listening to. It's good to listen to the wisdom that has been granted and given as a gift to those that are other believers, yes. But always take that with, as they say, a grain of salt. Where did that teaching come from? Can it be backed up with the Word of God? Or is it just some guy's imagination, some guy's opinion, some guy's attitude that he's plugged in there? You've got to be careful with everything that you hear anybody else say. Can it be backed up with the Word of God? If it can, then you can stand on that. Okay, that's true. That comes right from the Word of God. You get that teaching from the Comforter, the Holy Ghost that is within you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things. See, He can teach us. And then when He teaches us, He becomes our Comforter. And we can take comfort in knowing that we have forgiveness. And then verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't have to be afraid that you're going to go to hell if you're a born-again Christian. Don't have to be afraid of the chastisement. If you're going to stay on a straight and narrow, you're not going to have that chastisement. Don't be afraid to get out there and preach the gospel, even if you've got some horrible sins in your past. Because after all, look at Paul. He was on the road to Damascus going to hunt down Christians to take them back to be slaughtered in Jerusalem. And the Lord converted him, a bloodthirsty individual. He converted him and made him the greatest missionary of all time. Yes, he still had a tug of war, just as the rest of us have a tug of war. But we've got to know, when we mess up, we take it to the Lord. He can wash us clean of that and move it as far as the east is from the west. Don't let anybody ever bring it back up against you. Don't let the devil roar in your face. And don't bring it back up against yourself. Sometimes we are our own worst enemies. When we condemn ourselves and don't get forgiveness and don't forgive ourselves, then we are beat down. You wind up depressed. You wind up ineffective. You wind up not testifying, not reaching out to others because you don't feel like you're good enough we are all good enough draw like i said look at paul bloodthirsty fellow hunting down christians to kill him and he made him the greatest missionary of all time cleansed him he can cleanse all of us too let's take that cleansing and let's get cleansed every chance that we can get pray about it constantly you can pray over and over and over just like the lord gave us that example prayer every day lord Shine your light upon me. Reveal to me if there's anything in my life I need to change, if I need anything I need to not do or anything I need to do, give me the strength to do it and forgive me of all my transgressions. And He will. He'll wash you clean. Like I've said so many times, you don't get born again and again and again, but you get born again once and you need to keep it clean. You don't just wash your clothes once and think, okay, they're good and I can wear them wherever and do whatever and they're okay for the rest of the time you have your clothes. Nope, you get to stinking after a while. You've got to wash them again. Sometimes we need to get back to that fountain of, of the blood of Jesus Christ and take another bath. So ask forgiveness and then forgive yourself. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank You oh so much for the many things You give us. Salvation is one of those things that we truly, truly thank You for. That cleansing that we can have, that we can be that whiter than snow as You tell us about. And that peace and that joy that You can give us. And the comforter that You have given us, help all of us to latch on that. Help all of us to be so filled with that peace, so filled with Your joy that it just overflows into everybody around us, that we can be the effective christians you want us to be so we can be the ambassadors for you that you want us to be so we can be the conduit for that light so that others can see the pathway to come to you we thank you oh so much for allowing us to be a part of your work as we pray in jesus precious holy name amen